Hello and welcome to Jumpstart Weekly, the manga podcast where every week we read every issue of Shonen Jump on Viz's website, as well as another collected volume of manga. I'm your host, Jeremy. And I'm your host, Kevin. This week we read One Piece Volume 7 because we can't get enough One Piece because there's none in our diet right now. Correct. Only two more weeks according to the site, which I think is correct. Yeah, that sounds right. We are again remote because I am watching my brother's place and I have two big dogs staring at me who have been cool so far, but suddenly look like they want to eat me. So Yeah, so hopefully this comes out. I mean, it'll come out. It just might be the last podcast I release, right? Correct, I guess. I might I, I might upload it while bleeding to death for you to edit. <laughs> That's how that would work. <laughs> or you could just upload your half in tribute. I could, yeah. Tyler said he almost listened to one of the halves I uploaded, uploaded just because he didn't know what it was. And I was like, oh, that would have been hilarious if you just said my side of the conversation. <laughs> yeah. So what did you think of Shonen Jump this week, Kevin? Quite a lot of meh. It was, it was very odd to me. I will agree with you, but I, actually, I don't agree with you. I didn't find any meh in here. I found a lot of, ooh, that's kind of exciting, and a lot of, God, I wish I wasn't reading this. Okay, I, I get you. I think I have a lot more of uh, meh to me as, God, I wish I wasn't reading this. Maybe that's fair. But like, there was very little middle ground this week. And looking at it, I guess more than half of them are in the, this was pretty good category. Yeah. But no, very little in the amazing section. Mm-hmm. So shall we get into it? Let's do it. Starting with Akanabanashi, I wrote chapter 21. That can't be right, can we? Can it? Is, are we on chapter 21 of Akanabanashi already? Hikaru's Rakugo. Yep. I'm going to look that, that up while we're talking about it. Did that is already? it. Yes, I already looked it up and we were on 21 he, already. It's been half a year. I, I, I'm doing my math wrong. That's not quite right. But does not feel like we've been reading Akanabanashi this, that long. What did you think of the chapter, Kevin? Kind of exactly what I was expecting, so I still did like it, but, you know, I was like, yeah, we're going to see the one guy do his thing, we're going to see the voice actor do her thing, and then we're going to see Akane do her thing, so this was kind of exactly what I was expecting. I still liked it, just nothing, like, screamed out at me like, ooh, that was cool. I really like the idea that she is telling the story that Akane's dad used when he got banished. That is a cool twist that like adds some stakes to this. Yeah. Although I wonder, is that on purpose or was that just kind of serendipity? I think that was, well, okay, on her part, you mean? In yes. character? Yeah, in character. Okay. I was going obviously, to, story-wise, obviously. Obviously, story-wise, yes. But did, okay. did she go like, <laughs> I'm going to tell the, like, did she know that that was one of the stories that got told that got people, you know, that people failed or she just happened to pick that one i don't think so just because she has future protagonist vibes to me true but we'll see i'm not certain on that that's just sort of the vibe i get off her Mm -hmm. although i will agree with you pretty much what we expected to happen here yep anything else you wanted to say on it nope that'll bring us to sakamoto days day 78 banished this is a really odd chapter for us to start talking about sakamoto days every week on and that it was, it's the characters I don't care about, broadly yes. speaking. That said, I found the art in this chapter to be superlative. Yeah, it was really cool. I want this guy to draw a Fast and the Furious anime now. Or, and by anime, I obviously, me Yeah, the, the car fight is really cool. It is just as good as you remember the Matrix 2 car fight being. Yep. The story beats were kind of nothing, unfortunately, but it really scored points for me, just the way those fight scenes are drawn. Yep. Anything else you want to say on it? 
No, not really. Okay. That'll take us to Elusive Samurai Chapter 70, Maiming 1335, which is an odd title for this chapter. Yeah. What did you think of it, Kevin? I really liked it. I really liked the kind of like, all right, so this is the moment where he stepped up and was like, hey, I'm going to reveal myself. No more, no more hiding. I really liked it too, though I don't know if I would say it's him stepping up, just because the reason he does it is he's told to by the guy whose like name and title I can't think of now. But you know what his I know what his you mean. father figure. Yeah. Uh it's not he's not making the decision. He's going along with it and it's a big moment. And I really like the way the moment is uh, yeah. depicted. I guess stepping up wasn't the, the correct thing. I, I'm I've more meant he like he literally, you know, steps up and <laughs> proclaims it. Yeah. Also, I think it adds gravity to the moment. I don't think it t- takes away too much, but the long, like, this was my great-great-great-grandfather bit. Like, I get that this, to the audience, that would be a really cool slow reveal, but to us, the audience who already knows who he is, it doesn't carry as much impact as it could. Maybe more if you know some of the historical significance there. I think there's some of that because they go into that thing with the, uh, you know, oh, well, there's actually a bunch of He's like, oh, well, the true Hojo clan is dead, so he's got to be one of the stupid branch offshoots. Like I said, in-universe, I feel like that's great theatricality Mm -hmm. of, like, slowly narrowing in and in of, like, I'm more legit, I'm more legit, I'm the most legit, actually. Yeah. It's just out of universe where we already know who, what the deal is. Like I said, it didn't have as much impact as, or it went maybe one page too long. That's fair. I was going to say, it might have more impact if I knew who any of those people were. As well. Yes. Aragorn, son of Arathorn, son of Arator. Yeah. Et cetera, et cetera. Listen, it isn't the Iliad levels of, uh, all right, so we're going to spend three pages talking about my family tree. No, it's not that bad. <laughs> it, like, I, I put it quite high still. I still yeah. think it was very good. That's just like my one note on it. Gotcha. Anything else you wanted to say on Elusive Samurai this week, Kevin? I also really like the moment of eyeball guy. Being like, oh, well, we lost time to retreat, and then, nope, can't retreat now. Absolutely have to kill this kid. Yeah. They continue to be good. I hope they stick around as villains for the entire of the series. I could see them dying here. Historically, it would make sense for them to have. Mm-hmm. But even if they died historically, I hope he preserves them as characters. Yeah. We will see, though. Yep. Speaking of, that brings us to Blue Box number 60. Let's go see it. I really liked Blue Box at yes. Shocker of Shockers this week. I know, right? Were they doing a weird storytelling thing? Is the beginning of this chapter taking place after the rest of it, where he's asked to move the play 10 minutes earlier? Because he's annoyed by that, but he has no reason to be annoyed by that unless it's going to mess with his date with Chinatsu? It doesn't mess with his date with Chinatsu, though. Like, I It think, doesn't? Okay. No, because his date with Chinatsu is at 2. The play gets moved up 10 minutes earlier to 3. He's just... he. I think it's... I think it was trying well, to set up. Well, if the date's at two, then he's not going to be able to necessarily make it in time. So that makes sense. Well, he like, still has an they're hour. They're not conflicting. Yeah, but presumably the performance takes an hour, and obviously yeah. he has to be to the play on time. Yeah, he's probably going to have, like, there probably something will happen, but I don't think he knew about it beforehand. I don't think he's, I think he's just annoyed of, like, because it's not, it's like he's being told the day of, oh, yeah, you need to be there 10 minutes earlier. Like, I have to go tell everybody now? Like, you can't just spring this on me. 
Maybe you're right. It just seems like it should be more dramatic. Like, you don't put that scene in there if it's not going to have an effect on something. Oh, I, right? I absolutely feel like it is going to have an effect when they're on the date, and he's going to be like, oh, it's fine. I have to, like, I'm thinking he'll be like, oh, no, don't worry. I have another 10 minutes, forgetting that he has, he doesn't have that extra 10 minutes or something along that yeah. line. Like, I feel like that that's going to come make into the play. Most sense. But I think it happened, like, chronologically. Like, this happened. And then he kind of forgot about it because he was like, we can go on a date. Let's do it. Yeah. That makes sense to me as well. It just seemed like an odd way to arrange it to me since he's so irritated at the start. Yeah. Also, Rhythm Gymnastic Girl is cute. Yep. In her Snow White outfit. Is she Snow White? I thought they were doing Romeo and Juliet. I thought, no, it's Snow White. Is it? She has to get kissed. That's why she was laying down on the uh, desk for the kiss scene. Yeah, I forgot Romeo and Juliet. The kiss scene is reversed. Yes. Also, they're dead. <laughs> yeah. Is Romeo and Juliet popular in Japan? I wonder. Probably. Yeah, they have a different... They use more Eastern literature, though, right? Mm-hmm. I would think. And also, Romeo and Juliet isn't good, so I could believe it not penetrating there. Yeah, but I could see them like weirdly picking it up for some reason. Oh, for, for sure it could be. I'm not saying it isn't. I'm just saying yeah. it's more likely that it isn't than it is, I think. Mm-hmm. I can't remember seeing it being used in any, like, Japanese media. But that doesn't mean it isn't. I I could easily be wrong. True. Anything else you want to say on Blue Box, Kevin? Nope. That'll take us to Aliens Area number six, Na Na. What did you think of Aliens Area this week, Kevin? So, I don't... The the big thing that I was not a fan of was whenever the equipment is, like, talking, the speech bubble is distorted... But it's distorted in such a way that makes it almost impossible to actually read. Huh. I don't remember having any issue with it. Maybe I just, on the web, like, I I could obviously read it, but it was just like, this speech bubble is distorted, but rather than, like, making the bubble a different shape, it's like, there's, like, background text on it. Yeah, I mean, I know what you mean. I just, it didn't stick out to me at all, even as a thing that happened until you just mentioned it. Hard to read or jizz yeah. as a thing that was used. For whatever reason, I just I immediately latched onto that. I was like, because I think I, I did struggle to read the first one. I was like, wait, what? Oh, okay, that's that's what that says. In my opinion, Aliens Area continues to be carried by its art. It's mm-hmm. doing some better storytelling stuff here. The idea that each alien has like three pieces of equipment, I think, is a good foundation for future fight storytelling. Yeah, but this chapter doesn't do anything spectacular in the storytelling department. Correct. Its world building is still pretty eh. It, it does some more here, but it hasn't done anything to get me real excited. It's also like, yes, each alien having three pieces of equipment is a cool, like, fight mechanic that makes absolutely no sense. Oh, makes no sense and is clearly created to be broken. Yeah. It's just, you know, everyone's got three pieces of equipment. Huh? What? That's how many you can attune to, Kevin. <laughs> I mean, it sounds like that's what they went with. <laughs> That's how many magic items you can attune. <laughs> Makes perfect sense. What are you talking about, Kevin? It's just D&D rules. Until you play an artificer, and then you can attune to all of the magic items. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I did like it. It was just the, those weird speech bubbles. I don't know if that was a translation thing. By that, I mean, like, the typesetting yeah. or what. But I would bet that's a lettering choice. Uh, probably. It could be that they just re- replicated what it was in Japanese, but if the text was English, I would wonder if that was a holy... American effect. Yeah, it just, it was very weird to me, so. 
Lettering is one of the most interesting things about translating manga that is hard to see, I think. Mm-hmm. Last but not least, we have Mashal Magic and Muscles, Chapter 115, Finn Ames and the Twin Gate Guards. I'm glad we have the Mashal characters back, and I thought this was genuinely pretty funny. Yeah, no, I, I also thought it was pretty funny. The bit where he gets to the two guards and he's like, oh, I'm sorry, please don't kill me. And they're like, yeah, that's cool. Just don't come back here. Like, that <laughs> they're was like, really funny to me. I also like him being like, yes, I nailed the uh, like the, the double backspin kowtow. <laughs> like it yeah. was a move he practiced. And the fight stuff, while very simple, shounen and generic, is effective. Yeah. I was going to say, Mashal got the that we stopped talking about it every week buff, but I then remembered we're talking about it, actually. Yeah, so... It's, it is hopefully proving me right, and it has started to, because I was like, I believe in you, Mashal, it decided to start turning itself around. Look, I hope it does. That's all I'm going to say. I hope this trend continues. That was my hope, so we'll see. Anything else you want to say on Shonen Jump stuff, Kevin? Nope. That will take us into Jump Card, then. Jump Guard is the segment where we rank everything in Shonen Jump, not just what we talk about every week. Only 17 this week. We pick new series and two of them take a week off. Mm-hmm. What do you have at number 17, Kevin? That's where I put Super Smartphone. Okay. Totally, totally fair. That's where I put Earth Child. Also totally fair. It's my number 16. I wonder if we just... Fl- yeah, my super number 16 okay. is Super Smartphone. Yeah, Super Smartphone really lost me, and like the shift in perspective all of a sudden doesn't work for it at all, and then the shift back doesn't work either. No, and then like, you know, ah, oh, but I learned who this guy is, and I don't want him to die. I was like, th- that literally made me go, wait, what? How do you, kn- you literally, <laughs> yeah. like, you don't know anything about him. You just know his name. That's it. That's all you figured out. I think the implication is that he's like backtraced all his psychology and stuff from figuring out who he is. And he's like, oh, I feel like I know him now. But I agree with you. It's not a great turn. Yeah. It was just. I told you, there's a lot of stuff that I was like, God, I wish I wasn't reading this right now. And both of these were on the list. Yep. Like I said, I got Earth Child at 17. Please end Earth Child. I thought it was going to be the end at the end. And I was like, and our last wrong vigil has ended, but then it wasn't. I know. I'm like, I, I don't know where this is going. And not in a good way. Every direction all at once. Yes. What do you have at number 15, Kevin? 15 is where I put me in Roboco. Okay. I, I just, I didn't find the joke about it. It's like, oh, do you think we can get away in a gag manga about making a fight chapter for our, you know, 200th chapter, which made me sad because I was like, God, they've been. Two year anniversary, not 200 chapters. Yes, sorry. Two year anniversary. I was like, anniversary, God, they've been- not milestone. Yes. They've been going for two years. Ugh. Kevin, they're having an anime. We have two years minimum more of Robocop. I know. I know. And it just... I didn't like that joke, but some of like the author's amusing stuff I thought was funny. And like, this is the sort of joke I would expect you to find dumb. But like the fact that he's defeated by like, oh, she just keeps going on. And I know what the punchline is, but she won't get there. Mm-hmm. I actually found that kind of funny. 
Uh, I didn't put it super high. It's at the top, or it's near the top of the man. I wish I wasn't reading this list. It's still part of it. Gotcha. 15 is actually where I put Dora and Dora on. Okay. Which, like, it's shown in stuff, but it just feels like a real quick acceleration. We introduced these characters, and then with it, when this one died, I didn't care. And I really don't care about any of the characters right now. At Fair. All. Like, the main character's dynamic is sort of too simple and played out for me to latch onto it any longer. Mm-hmm. And, like, I don't think any relationships are going to get explored in the Shonen battle arc worth all these new captains. True. Yeah, I don't have high hopes for it, but it went quite a lot higher because it. I felt like this was one of the meh chapters. Those are just kind of fine. What do you have at number 14, Kevin? 14's where I put Witch Watch. Same, actually. Eh? Yeah, it's not even that bad. I think it's just me and Roboco made me laugh and Witch Watch didn't, so it went below me and Roboco. Fair. Which didn't go much higher. Yeah, no, that's totally fair. It wasn't a terrible chapter, but eh, like you said. I think it was trying to make me laugh and failed, which, you know, made it go down a bit lower. I mean, that's the problem with comedy, like we talk about, right? Yeah. Uh, So my number 13 was High School Family. Okay. Yeah, super dumb High School Family jokes, but it made me laugh, so it went higher. Gotcha. The bit about him throwing his back out in particular, I thought, was pretty... Like, like, it's the obvious joke, but it hit for me. Gotcha. 13's where I have me and Robico. Nothing more to say on that. What do you have at number 12? 12 is where I put the P's. Same, again. I don't think, again, this wasn't, honestly, like, as much as much as I've been down on the piece, this wasn't actually that bad. It was just kind of like, on to the next arc. Yeah, I feel like our feelings on the P's lately have kind of evened out. I'm a little lower on it, and you're a little higher on it. Mm-hmm. It's not my favorite, but I don't dread it, and I think we're going to, every once in a while, get something really interesting out of it. This arc transition has been really floaty and weird, though. Yeah. And it, I'm remembering all the characters that the P seems to have discarded, presumably because they weren't garnering attention early on. But I feel like a lot of the manga we're reading has just discarded a bunch of its early established characters. Same with like Doran Doran. Yeah. And it's an interesting trend to watch. It is, yeah. Why do you have it at number 11, Kevin? So I have Jujutsu Kaisen at 11. Okay, I put it higher because thank God this fight is over and I liked the reintroduction of... The character whose name I can't remember now. Maki. Maki, yeah. I thought that made sense given where we saw her last, and I like that idea. Yes, so there was that. There, like, I, I definitely had that moment of, oh, hey, people I recognize. But it just had a lot of, like, apparently Gambling Man we actually knew beforehand. Yeah, that was a bit of a, wait, what? Oh, this is why we were supposed to care. I don't remember that, or that I'm supposed to care. I think I remember who Gambling Man is, which like makes it worse that the fact that we went through what was that <laughs> nine chapters of I don't know who this guy is. Whenever like if anyone was watching, they could have been like, uh, "It was that guy," and my response would have been, "Who?" Laser guy from Naruto. Remember Laser Guy? <laughs> it's just like I'm no. So Panda's back. Maki's back. I felt pretty good about that. I like Chibi Panda. That's a fun idea. Yeah. But, like, oh, and then this guy's going to join the group. I was like, yeah, I, again, I didn't want either of them to be part of the story, and now both of them are. I'm not happy. I get that totally. I almost feel the opposite of, like, thank God this matters. Yeah, I guess. We spent way too long on it, but it's over, and thank God it at least matters a little bit. Please condense this down to exactly one episode when you do the anime. Less if possible. I think they could squeeze it into less. 
it's mostly fight scenes, so. But with some of the turns, just dramatically speaking, you probably want it to take a full episode to yeah. take advantage of the cliffhangers. Maybe even two if you like edit in other fights at the same time. That's what I was thinking. I was like, maybe you could have this because there's a bunch of stuff running concurrently. Yeah, so it depends on what they do at the time. And we're, I, I think that might be tricky given what happened immediately before and where we seem like we're going now. Yeah. But who knows? Yeah. I have high school family at 11. Okay. It made me laugh more than the other attempts at comedy this week, so I went the highest. Fair. What do you have at number 10? 10 is where I put Dora and Dora on. Okay. Just kinda like, All right. Yeah, sure. Here we are. 10 is where we have a dramatic jump from like, oh man, this was terrible to like, oh, this was okay. And it's where I have aliens area. Like I said, I like what they're establishing. The art continues to be good, but it didn't knock me my socks off by any means. And it kind of needs to if it wants to stick around, I feel like. What do you have at nine, Kevin? Nine is where I put Undead and Unluck. Okay. I have it slightly higher. Definitely better than it has been, right? Yeah. Yeah. And I feel like I, I don't really know what Billy and Titania's relationship is enough to get super psyched by this, but I also did like the cliffhanger bit at the end, and the Titania stuff is good. I kind of just wish we'd loop, though, because it feels like these characters' death is a foregone conclusion. Like, it doesn't matter. We can break all the toys, right? Yeah. Unless Andy or Fuko get stabbed and there's a giant twist. Yeah, but it, it it's like you said, it's like, all right, so we're in the end game, and because I remember thinking, so either they loop it, like when uh, all the scientists died earlier, I was like, well, th- none of this matters because either they loop and all of them come back to life or they don't loop and everyone else is already dead. So like them, like there's no scenario where them dying matters. I just thought of the second scenario, which is like Billy and Titania or have to do it because Undead and Unluck die or something like that. And they have to get the loop Andy and Fuqua to the same level where they were before, which is an interesting twist, but I don't think where we're going. I think that's retreads too much narrative ground. Yeah. And it would have to be, well, it would have to be one of them. Cause that remember, that's the big thing is that only one person can go in the arc. I thought two could, cause I thought they were, Oh, oh uh, Andy can just survive through. That's right. Yeah. And Andy will just live through like, that's his thing is the reason why he has the card in his head is because he's lived through several hundred loops or however yeah, many yeah. at Although, this point. Billy can copies people's powers, right? So he could potentially get like there are, suddenly there are stakes you could have, but we I don't guess. right now. These are all just broken toys. Yeah. So yeah, it like, it, it wasn't bad. I liked it. I I have it higher than you. So. Yes. <laughs> I agree with you. Definitely the most I've cared about Undead and Unluck in a while. Mm. I have Mission Years Akura family at nine. I just found this sudden turn and these new stakes kind of exhausting, if I'm honest. Fair. I was all ready for the let's go fight our dad. Oh, wait, no, he's doing a diehard on us, and these characters are going to have to be around and help us. Yeah, I, I'm looking forward to it, so I put it a bit higher. What do you have at number eight, Kevin? Eight is where I put Mashal. I'm glad that it's you know kind of back and being funny, and I did really enjoy it, so... Eight's where I put Undead and Luck. Okay. What do you get at number seven? Seven is where I put Aliens area. Even though, like I said, with my apprehension with that, I don't know what it was about those weird speech bubbles just got to me. I thought a lot of this stuff was cool. Uh, Like you said, the, uh, you know, the three, three items for every alien is a neat thing to introduce, even though it doesn't make any actual sense. I can just immediately get behind it. Like you said, you can only attune three magic items. 
It's a limit and a stake, and you need to establish those in any fantasy medium mm-hmm. so that audiences understand what's going on, and you can't just be like, oh, then I pull out my next wizard spell. Yeah. And it's cool when the rules get broken, uh, and as a author, you can always choose, choose to break them. Seven's where I put Jujutsu Kaisen. Like I said, I'm glad Maki's back. I'm glad we're moving forward. I'm glad this is going to matter in some way. Fair. Jujutsu Kaisen to me fully got the, uh, we stopped reading it, or we stopped talking about it every week buff, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. What do you have at number six, Kevin? Six is where I put Mission Yozakura. You know, I like some of the stuff. I like the idea that, you know, I kind of like the, the little subtle nod to like, yeah, so the Spy Association is not just like this one building. This is like giant interconnected network underneath the city. So him planting bombs everywhere is not just, oh no, he's going to blow up the building. It's, oh no, he's going to blow up the city. Yeah. It just didn't do much for me, like I said. Fair. Six is where I got Ruri Dragon for making me feel old for calling Mario on Wii an ancient game. Objectively <laughs> an ancient game, but I played it like yesterday. <laughs> It feels like when me, Tyler, and Zach played through that game at Tyler's old townhouse he hasn't lived in in over 10 years. <laughs> yeah. Oh, what do you got at number five, Kevin? Five is where I put Akane Banashi. Like I said, I liked it. I'm, I'm liking the story. So even though this was a uh, beat fi- that I was expecting, I still enjoyed it. Five's where I put Mashal. Okay. That jokes were really funny, like I said. Okay. What do you have at number four? Uh, four is where I put Sakamoto Days. That fight scene is cool, but it kind of does. It's not that it doesn't matter, but it was like, we're going to start talking about Sakamoto Days. <laughs> it surely Days. will matter, but whenever we cut to these three guys, I don't care. Like, I get what yeah. their purpose in the narrative is, but they're not what I'm here for. Yeah. Well, I was just going to say, I was like, we're going to talk about Sakamoto Days. Guess who's not in this chapter? Sakamoto. Sakamoto or Days. <laughs> four is where I put a Kanabanishi. Okay. What do you got at number three, Kevin? Three is where I put Rui Dragon. I just really liked this chapter. It just had me feeling pretty good. You know, I did not feel old when uh, she mentioned the old video game, and I just kind of liked the the mom playing with the kid, being like, ah, fine, and then the, like, slowly getting really into it. Yeah. Was fun. I have Elusive Samurai at three. Okay. I really, really like this turning point in the story, but it feels like a pivot point in the story more than anything else. Because mm-hmm. like I said, this isn't a reveal for us. We as the audience already know this. It makes sense for him to do it, and it doesn't really feel like it changes the story. Fair. Still very good, though. Yep. What do you have at number two? Two is where I put the Elusive Samurai. I like a good beat, and I agree with everything that you said about it. You know, just being that kind of pivot point. Two is where I put Sakamoto Days, because that fight seems really, really good. Mm-hmm. Blue Box is number one again. It will remain king until One Piece returns, I predict. Yeah, and it depends on how One Piece comes back and how good Blue Box is. I welcome Jujutsu Kaisen or something to step up, but... No, I... Samurai's got the best chance, right? Yeah, I just meant... Uh, I beat it last week, uh, for you at least. Yeah, yeah. That's just what I meant by uh, Blue Box has just been, like, good the past, you know, several months now, it feels like. So even if something Very else comes... Very rare com- we get a bad chapter of Blue Box, and a bad chapter of Blue Box is better than most things in Shonen Jump right now. Yeah, so I could I could see something dethroning it, but like it has been bringing its A-game, so it's all you know doubly difficult in the fact that we haven't been feeling a lot of the series that we usually really like, and we're missing One Piece and a bunch of other factors. Yeah. It's dark days for Shonen Jump right now. I want them to come through. Mm-hmm. Get rid of some of this chaff. Bring in some new stuff. 
Or, you know, just revive Black Clover and I'll be like, yay, Black Clover. <laughs> I'll be more interested in that, but At- not that going to be more. Wizard King, guys. Yuna's going to go be Wizard Prince, I guess, in another country. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We've read One Piece, Volume 7 this week, and we'll be back to talk about that after the break. All right, we read Volume 7 of One Piece this week. I think there's a little bit more to talk about than in a Haikyuu chapter, but this is an odd chapter of One Piece for me because it's just like stuff that's in my brain as, yeah, that's obviously Sanji's origin story. Yeah, like, yeah. This chapter to me, it was this volume to me was not quite like reading Batman's parents getting murdered, but it was kind of that level for me, but I don't think it is for most people because Sanji's backstory is genuine and affecting. Yeah, but this would have been my third time seeing no fourth time seeing it so yeah it i also had that level of like uh-huh or it was yep. more along the lines of oh so this is when that gets revealed as opposed to oh no that's so tragic i think this is the first time that i've read the manga because in the anime it's definitely zef cuts off his foot because it was he like injured it saving sanji not he did it to eat it mm-hmm and I was like, hmm, that's an interesting change. I was like, I-, I did not know that part, Yeah, but that's a very minor difference in the story. Yep. I do really like the Don Krieg story arc overall, but this is kind of the lull of it. You get the Jin Sanji stuff, which is good, but it's very typical One Piece. Yep. And I've talked before about how One Piece is developed from the start. It knows what it is immediately, and it's so interesting to go back and see that. Yep. I feel like the Don Krieg arc, though, is a little clunky. In comparison to, like, the Kuro the, and the Don Krieg arc kind of have this in common, where it's not, uh, where Odai hasn't quite got as good as he will get at writing characters yet. Mm-hmm. And so there's a lot of characters kind of stating their motivation. Yeah. Which you get in all shonen anime. But he's much better at showing, not telling later on. And there's yeah. some of that here. Like, Sanji's background is all showing, not telling. And it takes multiple chapters to do so. Yep. And while I was like, oh, I've seen this before, I can skim this, I didn't mind having like a four-chapter flashback sequence, because it's really, really good. Yes, it is. I guess this is the start of the really good flashback sequences where you're like, oh, God, why am I reading this? And then you get to the end of it, and you're like, I want more, please. Uh, you say this is the start of it. Like I said, they're there from the beginning. You get that in, uh, I guess we get it as early as Buggy, right? Buggy True. is where you have that dog that we flash back to his relationship with the mayor. Yeah, that's And true. why he's a good boy. I had forgotten about that one. Hell, even in uh, the Morgan arc, you have Zoro f- technically flashing back. That's less than a chapter, though. So maybe it doesn't count. Mm-hmm. Like I said, the weird thing about One Piece is going back and seeing how One Piece it is. Yeah. But we're about to get to Arlong, so I feel like we're like kind of rubbing the last kinks out, and the stories are getting longer, and I feel like Odai is adjusting to that. Mm-hmm. Not nearly as long as they're going to get, but... yeah. Like I said, in this volume, it's almost all flashback with just some Sanji fighting on either end of it and Luffy doing a few cool things in support of Sanji fighting. Yep. More of, you know, Luffy being the guy who will not interfere with fights. Yeah. Although he kind of does here, right? When he starts to destroy the boat. Yeah. 
Well, because uh, there's a different, like... You're right. Luffy doesn't, like, Goku his way into fights. He lets them play out. But he also, like, doesn't let people die or get beat up. He will let somebody fight until their pride is broken, but the moment they are in actual danger is when he steps in. Yeah. Because that's definitely the thing of, like, Sanji wasn't fighting back at that point anymore, and he's like, all right, this isn't a fight anymore. This is you blackmailing him. Now I'm going to do something about it. Yeah. And we saw that even last arc with, or chap, last volume, that's what I want to say, with Mihawk. Mm-hmm. And him just letting Zoro do the fight and not jo- showing up until after Zoro has been, you know, murdered by a giant cloud strife sword. <laughs> we also get the first One Piece character popularity contest in this book, and it is wild to me. Yep. That friggin' Beckman. Yeah! Great character from One Piece is number four. Ben Beckman. Head of... I think he was Ahead six. Of Nami and Usopp. I thought he was six. I thought he was four. Let's see, because it's Luffy, Zoro, Shanks. Oh, you're right, because then it's Sanji. I think and it was Sanji, then Nami, then then Ben Beckman. Yeah, it, it's and Usopp's the, in. Yeah, the in page like is set up kind of weird because it's like the main four like on the left, and then it like goes back over to or on the right. And then it goes back over, so he's kind of in the middle of the page. The disrespect to Usopp, which I do get, he hasn't done any of the things yet. But yeah, I was like, uh, he, he hasn't done anything. <laughs> but he's done more than Sanji, who is number four. And to be fair, Sanji rules in his introductory arc. Yeah. Sanji rules for a while until there are too many straw hats for Sanji to stand out anymore. Mm-hmm. Yeah, anything else you want to say about One Piece, Kevin? Not really, no. This series is kind of, or this volume, while good, you know, love reading One Piece, was just kind of like, oh, okay, that's where that happened. Well, yeah, because it's mostly taken up by this flashback, which, like we said, that's just like part of our, like, just like, yeah, of course that happened. Mm -hmm. Everybody knows about that time that Sanji's dad ate his own foot, right? Yep. That'll just leave us with personality power level then. What does the scouter say about his power level? Personality power level is the segment where we rank manga characters from best to worst. At the very top, we have Homura Akemi. At the bottom, we have Koku from Flame of Rekka. And in the middle, we have Tomura Shigaraki from My Hero Academia. Who we don't have on this list yet is Sanji, and it would make sense to me to add him here. Sure, let's do it. Like I said, Sanji rules so hard for like the first 200 chapters of One Piece, and just starts slowly fading into the background, in my opinion. Yeah. I do like him more than Zoro. That might be fighting words. No, that's fair. Zoro kind of has a lot of... He's there, it's it's cool. Sanji has a bit more personality to him, though. There would be some romance in putting him directly above Zoro. I don't think he's as good as Gon from Hunter Hunter. Yeah, that's fair. Or Kenshin from Aroni Kenshin. No. Do we think he's better than Hattori from Bakuman? I have to see which Hattori this is. The lesser Hattori. He's probably is better than the lesser Hattori from Bakuman. Yeah. So, final question that he's b- better or worse than Sakura from Cardcaptor Sakura. I would put him above. That is a wild comparison. It is a wild comparison. Yeah, sure. I mean, I know more about Sanji than I do Sakura, so. All right. Including that his uh, dad made a team of evil Power Rangers, and he is the reject evil Power Ranger. Yes. Uh, Sanji Vinsmoke goes at number 58, above Sakura Kinamoto and below Himaru Kenshin. And that will do it for this week. What are we going to read next week, Kevin? So next week we are going to read Seven Deadly Sins, because that's something that 
I kind of I've always I, I've always wanted to read because I really liked the first season of the anime, and then it it's kind of gone up and down with the uh, uh you know the animation studio changed and a bunch of stuff changed. So I want to see what the anime is, or the manga is like. Yeah, you just say the title, and that gives me some oh that's some bullshit. Kevin's into feelings. Um, mm-hmm. so we'll see. Hopefully, I like it. Until then, our opening theme is Fighting Against One's Will by Midair Machine. Our closing theme is A Psychic Fist Fight by Tom W. Emerit. Other music on the show is by Spectacular Sound Productions, and our album art is by Kate Wind on DeviantArt. www.lastpodcast.com is our website, where you can check out my other podcasts, including It's a Gundam and Last Time on Video Games. Anything you want to plug this week, Kevin? Nope. Have a great week, everybody. Stop.